Hey there, Anna Guest Jelly here. Welcome to Love Curvy Yoga, the podcast where we talk about and practice all things body affirming and yoga. Now let's get into it. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. Quick reminder that the retreat I'm leading with Rachel Cole, who is so wonderful, (laughs) called Wise Body, Wise Hungers, our early bird registration ends on Friday, April 22nd. So if you are listening to this podcast right when it's coming out, um, there's a little bit of time left to get in on that $200 savings with the early bird. And as of this recording, we just have a few spots left. So I definitely encourage you to go check it out. Um, I have the link in the show notes so you can go and learn more about the retreat. And, you know, we would just so love to have you with us. This is our third time doing this retreat. And each time it is just so powerful. Rachel teaches about how to come home to your true hunger. So your hunger for what you want in your life, in your relationships, in your business, and all of that lives in the body. And so we bring it into the body through the yoga practice and her teaching and my teaching really speak to each other. And those things in combination with the wonderful group that's there, the beautiful setting, the time for rest and just white space to do whatever you want is really makes this um, potent mix. And so I encourage you to check it out if you're at all interested. We would so love to have you there July 7th through the 10th. And again, the early bird registration ends Friday, April 22nd. Okay, so I can hardly even believe that I'm saying this, but today is the sixth year anniversary of Curvy Yoga. I know, it's so funny. You know, I think when you do anything over time, and I also think that this is true of aging, you know, at the beginning it feels like it's going by so slowly. Like getting to our one year anniversary felt like a lot of time had passed (laughs) between when it started in that first year. Same for the second. And now I feel like I just blinked my eyes and the five year was like a week ago and now here we are at the six year. So it's funny to just kind of, see the rhythm of having your own business and really of anything that you do and how it changes over time. So I mark this as the sixth year because this is the time that Nick and I put together a website for Curvy Yoga and I decided on the name Curvy Yoga. So a year or so, maybe even a year and a half before that, I had been teaching informally um, and teaching something like curvy yoga, but I hadn't settled on a name. But when this uh, website came together and we decided on the name, that sort of feels like the official start to me. So that's why I mark it on this particular day and say that it's been six years. And I should say, to be fair, that when I say that Nick and I put the website together, um, that Nick is the one who did it. (laughs) So he's the web developer. Um, And I was the one who said, uh, can I see one more shade of blue? <laughs> and then, you know, over time since then, I've had uh, people who are better at design than I am <laughs> have a say over how the website looks. So that's for sure come a long way, as has everything, of course. So 
I have been inspired the past few years from some folks who I've seen do a sort of annual report on their business. So for me, kind of like a state of curvy yoga, so to speak. Um, I've been particularly inspired by Susan Piver and Paul Jarvis in this vein. And this year, I thought I would do something similar here on the podcast. So I want to start off just kind of talking about a general overview of the past six years and what I have seen unfold. So when I started Curvy Yoga, a few people were doing something similar in their local communities. So um, shout out to Megan Garcia, Michael Hayes, Abby Lentz, and Sally Pugh, um, among others, I'm sure. But when I started Curvy Yoga, I didn't know about any of these resources. I found these great folks later on, um, and they were doing such wonderful work in their local communities, and there really wasn't a major online presence at the time. And what's been so interesting to me over the past six years is to really see how Curvy Yoga has been a space for people to come together who often felt alone. And that was always what I hoped would happen. Of course, you never know what will happen, but I personally had felt so alone in my practice for a really long time and just felt like it's not possible that I am the only person who wants to practice yoga and feel good in a bigger body and not make it about my body needing to change, but about being with my body as it is. Having these conversations about yoga and body acceptance and body image. And so I started the blog to share my story just in hopes of finding a few people to have that conversation. And, you know, of course, what I found is that many people have been looking for that um, and wanted a space to come together. And what has happened over the past six years is that Curvy Yoga has certainly been a hub for those conversations. And also people have, you know, taken inspiration and developed their own communities and perspectives and teaching. And I think that that is just so cool. You know, one thing that I um, uh, certainly don't take credit for, but I'm really proud of the way that this Curvy community has come together. I feel like the teachers are really great at supporting each other, whether they have done their training through Curvy Yoga or they have their own thing. We are all um, pretty good at um, supporting each other. And I've had a bunch of folks, you know, interviewed on my blog and, you know, podcasts and things like that over the years. So I love seeing everyone um, growing in their own ways. And there are people just doing all kinds of different things. And, you know, I never really could have envisioned what Curvy Yoga would become and how the community would grow in its own ways but I mean what a total total joy it has been and it makes me so happy to know that less and less people are feeling that sense of isolation that I had felt before I started Curvy Yoga these days and that I hope that that's going to continue to be the case that we're going to continue to put that message out there so that people don't have to have that experience at all much less you know, have to go a really long time before they find a community that works for them. So what has really worked in the last year, I'm going to focus on now, just kind of shifting the perspective from the bigger picture to um, the past year. And if you want more background on how Curvy Yoga got started and all that kind of info, I did a podcast about that, an episode um, earlier this season. So I will link to that in the show notes. So I don't, you know, waste your time rehashing that if you've already listened to it, but you can go check it out if you haven't. 
So in the past year, um, something that has continued to work well is our Curvy Yoga Certification Program, which is for people who are already yoga teachers to just add Curvy Yoga tools to their toolbox, as well as our 200-hour yoga teacher training, which is for people who want to become yoga teachers. I've talked about this a lot, but training teachers and helping them get these tools so that they can get more students into their classes is really where it's at for me and the reason is because I just think it is so powerful when students are able to create relationships with their local teachers and grow that community and connection in their own ways. So in my approach to teacher training, I am all about giving teachers tools, whether they are already teachers or becoming teachers, and then having them bring those forward in their own way that is most authentic to them. So I'm definitely not about um, you know, teachers having scripts or anything like that. It's all about them using the tools to create the class and the community that makes sense for them and their students. And I love hearing about how that all of that has gone. So last year, or in the last year, we've graduated 88 teachers, and we have teachers now all over the world. It's hard to believe this, but this is the sixth year that I've been doing Curvy Yoga certification, and the fourth year that I've been doing yoga teacher training. And I feel like, you know, as these programs go along, I just get clearer every time that I teach them. Um, the material is deeper for me and the students keep me on my toes and I like that. Um, you know, that is really what I love about teaching and always have is that it is an iterative process. So, you know, I think sometimes teachers can get a um, kind of a bad rap and, you know, there's those teachers maybe that we've had who feel like they're checked out and they've just kind of been doing the same thing over and over again. Um, but for me, my struggle is to not <laughs> completely reinvent the wheel every single time that I teach something, but to really just keep growing what we have, adding new materials, but not, you know, throwing everything out um, just because I like making new things. <laughs> um, other things that have been going well in the past year, Curvy Monthly, our virtual studio. So we had some technical challenges in the past year on the site because we had a, a change in our developer but now I'm feeling really good about how things are going technically we have a great new system for sorting the videos so people can find what they're looking for more easily uh, we moved servers earlier this year to um, have the site be faster and more robust for everybody so we have some more things that we're wanting to do along those lines, um, just making it even more streamlined and easy to use for everybody. But overall, I feel good about that technical side of things. And same thing for the community. You know, we're doing more intentional monthly experiments, adventures, mini courses, all of those kinds of things, live classes together. And I find that I am really, that's really a space where I'm pushing myself to articulate my views on how you create and develop and sustain, importantly sustain, um, a yoga practice. And so we're doing a lot around that in that community, as well as, you know, I just love making the new videos <laughs> because the members will say, I want a 20 minute video on, you know, a hands-free flow. That's a new one that we just made. 
So meaning that you don't have to um, put any pressure onto your hands if you have any wrist issues. So I just really have so much fun making those videos that everybody wants. And that community feels like, it feels like a real studio. It feels like a place that we come together and support each other and we have conversations. And I love that we've been able to create that in the online space. A couple other things I want to mention that I think um, I've been working. One is not entirely intentionally. This has been sort of an organic process. My writing has shifted from my blog to my weekly email newsletter. And I think that's partially um, driven just by how people are interacting with blogs these days. So when I first started Curvy Yoga, it was all about the blog. Social media was not really a thing or a big part of it, certainly not a big part of it. But I really don't even think I had a Facebook page for Curvy Yoga for uh, at least a year, maybe longer, um, because it just wasn't that big of a thing. Everybody was commenting on blogs. And now it feels like some people probably still read blogs. We're engaging with those more through social media. Um, the commenting isn't really there on the blogs as much. And what I've seen is that just naturally I have moved my writing into my email newsletter where it feels like there's more space for an ongoing conversation because y'all are getting those every week. And so I hear back from you on email sometimes. I love it when you write back and say, oh, this resonated with me or, you know, you maybe you had an insight from it. But it also feels like I can continue the conversation there in a particular way that is different from doing that on a blog or on social media. Um, and that's something that I feel I'm always in evolution with, both as myself and in relation to how, te how technology is always shifting and changing. Um, a couple kind of more personal things that I think have been working in the past year, uh, deepening my personal practice. So, you know, this is the 17th year of my yoga practice. And I feel like it's been through <laughs> every possible iteration. And now it really feels like because I am showing up for myself in these simple ways that I've been talking about throughout the course of this season of the podcast, that it just is a part of my life. And it's really the space where I am checking in with myself very intentionally on a regular basis, noticing how I'm feeling and responding to that based on the information that I come up with from my body. And that just goes out into every single part of my life. It becomes so much easier to notice how I'm responding or more likely reacting <laughs> to things that are happening in my everyday life when I have that very rooted yoga practice. And I think, you know, as we are with our practice over time, it's going to be different things for us at different times. And right now it just is this real mirror and I am appreciating that aspect of the practice right now. And I feel like it's helping the conversations that we're having because it's just, you know, keeping me really, really engaged with everything that's going on in my practice. And of course that shows up in teaching. And then the other thing that's been working is scaling back. So, you know, I've been talking about that a lot in this season of the podcast, and I think that it has helped me to be able to be present for the things that I do the best, 
rather than scattering my energy to a million different things. And I feel and hope that that is serving everyone um, because my attention is there when I'm with you uh, in whatever capacity, whether that's here or in person or online or wherever. Um, And that's because I'm being a little bit more intentional with my time and my energy. So things that, um, I don't know if they didn't work exactly, but continue to be an ongoing conversation for me is um, number one, social media. So, you know, I don't know that I've ever felt that I had a really great handle on social media. Not so much what to share, but how much to prioritize it. So I sort of constantly feel torn between the incredible community that I think it can create and has created and my hesitance to host community on platforms that are always changing, that I'm not in control of, um, that sometimes people can see based on algorithms and sometimes they can't. Um, You know, sometimes I long for those days that I was talking about earlier when social media wasn't really a big part of the conversation and we were more all on each other's respective websites and blogs. Um, Though I also appreciate the ways that social media can bring us together. So that's why I say I'm sort of of two minds of it and it's not that it hasn't been working but more that I'm just always in a conversation with myself around um, what's the best ways to have these conversations and I'm definitely interested. I see more people Um, starting to scale back a little bit on their social media, move some of it back to their websites. So I'm just interested in that. I don't really know how it's going to grow and evolve over time, but I'm, I'm in that conversation for sure. And then the other thing is what I mentioned already, which is finding a balance between growth and not reinventing the wheel. (laughs) So as you probably know, because I'm sure I've talked about it a million times, I have a hard time finding the gray area of most things. So I think I did that with a scale back better than I ever have before, start to find the gray area. But, you know, I still have fears come up sometimes um, that maybe now I'm not doing too much. I think that that's mostly my self-doubt and a little bit of imposter complex that comes in around that. But, you know, it's finding that balance where you are doing new things, but you're not doing too many new things. And then, like I mentioned, with programs that are um, consistent, like our teacher training, bringing in new material, new insights from other students, groups, and conversations, um, but not throwing out what has been working. So that always continues to be a challenge. Um, And just, you know, continuing to find a place for the overall conversation. So things that are coming up, things that are in the works. So continuing on with the Curve Yoga Certification and Yoga Teacher Training. Um, we had new groups start for both of those a few weeks ago, so that's really exciting. And Curvy Yoga Certification will also come back around in September. So I do that twice a year, um, starting in March and starting in September. And Yoga Teacher Training, we won't start a new group for that until 2017. So if you're interested in either of those programs, I'll have a link to that in the show notes. I briefly mentioned this already, but we're going to have some new features coming up for Curvy Monthly. So if you're already a member, you can just keep your ear out when those come around. And if you're interested in joining us, definitely check it out. It's a sweet space. 
uh, the Wise Body, Wise Hungers retreat, and then some exciting things to come this fall that I can't really talk about quite yet, but I will just um, leave you with that little bug in your ear about some things that are coming your way. And really my vision for this seventh year is continuing to deepen the conversation about yoga as a tool for body acceptance. So how does that work? Why does that work? What can we do to facilitate it as practitioners and as teachers for those of us who are teachers? That is just an ongoing real interest to me. Um, experimenting with answers to some of the questions that I mentioned I'm interested in exploring around community and social media and finding that balance between growth and not reinventing the wheel. And then just, you know, staying open to what's calling. I am a really big planner, but I'm not a long distance planner. So I don't like to have plans for curvy yoga, definitely not more than a year in advance and really it's more like six months um, because I like to stay open to what's coming up. Uh, the questions and things that y'all are looking for, um, what really feels very relevant. So I continue to um, be interested in that and want to hear from you always and just seeing what's coming up through all the conversations that we're having and through the learning that's happening. So mostly what I want to say in this podcast is just such a big heartfelt loving thank you to you for listening here to the podcast for all the other ways that you're involved to our amazing teachers who have brought curvy yoga in through their heart and their own practice to their students and their communities you are really such an inspiration for me I'm so grateful and nothing makes me happier than hearing about how your students are loving what you're teaching and that you're so excited to be teaching them. I feel like this is really what it's all about. We're with each other and we are coming back and coming home and rooting into our own bodies and selves. Like, what could be better than that? (laughs) So thank you, thank you, thank you for all the ways that you show up for yourself, that you live this practice and that you connect with each other in the ways that you do. I am in constant awe and gratitude of you, that is for sure. So thank you, thank you for the past six years, and here's to the next. Let's take a breath together to close. When you're ready, we'll inhale, and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to Love Curvy Yoga. You can find more information about this podcast and all things Curvy Yoga at curvyyoga.com. If you love the show, please share it or even review it in iTunes. Both help us get the word out that yoga is a way to come home to your body and yourself exactly as you are today. Have a great day and curve on.